This week on About Faith, we continue with our testimony series. On today's episode, we have my friend Richard Wallace stop by and tell us how God's been good to him. Let's get started. We have another episode here of About Faith. Today I have my friend, my brother. Where well, you want to go by Richard or Rich today? I'm feeling like Richie Rich. Richie Rich. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Richard Wallace. What's up, Rich? How you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you for having me, bro. That's good, man. I'm glad I'm glad that you came. Uh I don't think I've ever even heard your testimony myself in this foolish. That's crazy because we've been friends now for a few years, but uh but I'm glad I'm glad you decided to come share it today. I'm pretty sure a lot of people will, you know, probably benefit from it, and hopefully somebody's blessed. You know what I mean by hearing it today. So I'm glad that you decided to come share it with us. I'm not gonna take up too much of the time. I'm gonna go ahead and get started, man. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, like where you from? You know, kind of like your childhood experience. Did you grow up in church? Like, what was all that like for you? Well, originally, uh, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Country boy. Huh? <laughs> Uh, you know, most of my family was from Bristol, so we did grow up in the country a little bit, you know, moving back and forth. Um, you know, growing up in church, really, I wouldn't say we did. Yeah. Only remember, the early memories I have of church is that we used to have this little bus that used to come to our apartments. Yeah. Or our neighborhood, and they had picked kids up to go to like these little super mega churches, right? Okay. But the only reason I went because they gave us free pizza. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a naturally fat boy, so I'm like free pizza. I'm like all right. And so like we'd get pizza, and uh, even in the Sunday school, you know, they gave out like free toys and stuff. But I mean, I, I did kind of have some type of under. I won't say understanding, but I knew who Jesus was. Yeah. Cause my granddaddy was an event well he's still an evangelist but you know he got saved the day i was born okay so like but at that time he was real forceful with it he was like you know he didn't show no type of mercy or great like, bro i'm talking about <laughs> you going to hell i'm like dang uh but i remember we would come to his house you know during the summer when we was uh, kids and we would watch uh jesus of nazareth movie like uh -huh. the old old one oh, from like that one, but yeah not, i'm pretty sure it was uh it was good, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, but it was super long. Like yeah. I, I had found it on YouTube. I think it's like six hours long. Oh man! And so back then he had the movie projector, and you had to go uh, rent it from the library. So yeah. it was like, <sighs> you know, like I want to Commandments movie, the Ten Commandments movie. Man, you know? same. <laughs> and, you know, we, we we trying to watch Power Rangers and stuff like that, but it was like, yeah. But that that was probably the earliest. You know, like I said, memories I probably have of church mm -hmm. growing up in Oklahoma. And then when we moved to Texas. When man, did you we, move to Texas? Uh, I moved to Texas when I was about 10 years old. Okay. So about okay. 2001, 2002 maybe. Went to Dallas there. or was it somewhere else? No, nah, we went to Arlington. Arlington, Arlington okay. Texas. Went that to school out there. That's kind of Dallas. Kind of. But yeah. man, I'm going to tell you what, I didn't like it. Okay. Well, no, no, because no, my mom gave us a, she asked us. Y'all want to move to Atlanta or move to Texas? Okay. Now, previously, we had a field trip to Six Flags. I'm like, man, we're going to go to Six Flags every day. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, let, let's go to Texas. And then when we got here, 
We moved smack dead in the middle of June, early July. Yeah, so it was hot. Bruh, Oklahoma, <laughs> we don't did like, I say the North Oklahoma, so it was like a cool breeze. But when we came to Texas, I was like, nah, we should have made a different decision. Like, you know, we should have stayed at home, but you know, we had most of our family, so. Was it, was it rough for you coming from like country to like, I mean, because people think Texas is just straight country, but yeah. like, Dallas Fort is like the city. DFW is is a city. I mean, talk Tulsa kind of like that too. Okay, it's just my dad. You know, because I was a dad's kid. You know, yeah. even though my dad was kind of in and out type. Yeah, but he would always have me in the country. Okay. Like you know what I'm saying. So we'd be like at our cousin's house. He had a a trailer house in the front of his property, but it was a oh, juke okay. spot, and they had <laughs> chickens back there fighting <laughs> and stuff like this. So it was like I was always used to going. Out in the country with him riding horses and doing stuff like that. Okay, okay. When you said so you got to Texas, it was hot. No, you had to get used to that. What was it? Like, y'all still like, like, was it? Cause I know you said y'all went like a bus would come pick people up for church. Was it like, was y'all going to church when y'all came here? Or was it just still like, nah, that wasn't part of our like our routine as a family. The only time I remember as a family that we went to church as a, as when I was younger, when we moved to Texas, was one time we went to. The Potter's house. Okay. TDJ's. Because we stayed in Grand Period at this okay. time. Yeah. And I would just remember having to walk all the way across the street. Yes. Across <laughs> the bridge. I'm like. <laughs> and I'm like, cause I think I'm about like 11 or 12 years old. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think this is for me. You're like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and really, I just, I don't know, man. I, I guess at that time, I really just didn't have a. Mine too want to go to church to okay. be honest with you, you know. Okay, so what was it like? Did you just get growing up though? Were you like, uh, just morally good? Like, what was your life? Oh, like I that? definitely wasn't morally good, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wasn't morally good. So, how did you get because I mean, everybody's different, right? Some people just become product of the environment, some people yeah. just, you know, just like, I don't know, man, I just started doing, you know what I mean, stuff, things. So, Unfortunately, sometimes it's the music we listen to. Oh, you definitely. start wanting to be like that, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. you don't realize it, but then until you look back and you're like, man, that was really had a real effect on me. Like, oh, it do. Um, was it like that for you? Um, I know you came from the country. Now you in Texas. Like, um, what was life like once you became once you got here? You started to get a little older. I think when I got here, I had a lot of aggression. Mm, why? Uh, why you say that? Because my mom and dad had divorced. That's why oh, we had okay. lived. Uh, and that was just like a whole... Just keeping it inside? or Oh, bro, it was so unhealthy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just seeing all that that went that they both went through and that they did to each other as a child. Man. And like I said, I'm a, I'm not, I've never been no mama's boy. Like, just straight. Yeah, like, yeah. I always loved my daddy. Like, my dad was always, like, football practice, basketball practice, like, whatever. Like, my dad was there always cheering me on and I'm stuff. I'm a grandma's boy, so... Right. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 well, well, I mean, you can get it, though, because, like, they, they talk to us in a way, like, like not to say our moms can't do it, but it's like your dad got a level of understanding or your grandpa, because that's, that's who yeah. kind of big in my life right now is my granddad. But yeah. I had a lot of aggression. Uh, you know, things started changing. You know, my mom, she had got remarried. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not... To say what all happened with her and my dad, but right, there was right. just some some uh, tension between me and my mom from I think probably like twelve Man. up until I was about I don't think we really healed that relationship until I was about twenty one. Man, that's a long time. Yeah, it was a long time, man. Especially doing so, some crucial years too, bro. Know, so. Important years. So I, I had a lot of aggression, man. I was just I was angry. I was upset. You know, product 
of the environment type thing because my mom, you know, she's a single mother. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm a hard head child. I got a <laughs> I got a mouth on me. You know, I didn't really hold my tongue, even with adults as a young age, and that got me in a lot of trouble. So, you know, she would just put her hands up basically almost, man. Just kinda of let you do what you want to do. I mean, she would try yeah. to get to me, but man, when I say I was headstrong, like I remember the first time, man, my mama had whooped me, and I didn't cry. Like I was just looking at her, like, how old was you? I don't think I was like thir- like twelve, thirteen at this time. That's the first time you got a whooping. Nah, nah. Oh, well, I'm like, that nah, that, that's when I started getting some more. I'm like, you want to stop whooping? Me. Oh, okay, oh yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. That, that ain't doing nothing to me at all. And like she said, oh, you ain't gonna cry. She got this big old broom, and like you know what I'm saying. And so I just really grew up. Angry because one, my dad is not there. Mm. Two, you know, my mom, she kind of has this feeling towards me because I kind of act like my dad and I still want my dad. Yeah. And if I see her with other dudes, you know, or try to have a relationship with her husband, like I wouldn't respect that. I wasn't a good stepson. Just say that. I was the one they were like, <laughs> they were probably plotting on trying to send me to boarding school. Or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. So what what did you turn to after that? Out of that out of aggression, like did it? How, like which way did it come out? Because I feel like it has to come out some kind of way, right? Like it ain't gonna just stay inside. Like eventually it's gonna start coming out. So uh, how did it start coming out in your life? Like how did you start expressing it? Man, just whatever way I could. You know, mm-hmm. it was because at that time I think I was about. I think when it peaked to his maturity, I was about like 14 up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when I started wanting to do drugs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, early too, man. Well, I don't think I just, so I think first I, I started doing drugs around like 15 or something mm-hmm. like that. It's still early. Yeah. And uh, I was just outlashing, you know, my partners that I grew up with. In that neighborhood, we kind of had the same situation right. going on. We all in single mother homes, right. no dad. You know what I'm saying? We out doing whatever we want to do. So men trying to teach young men that don't have men to teach them. They trying to teach themselves how to be a man. The blind leading the blind. Yeah. And so we out here fighting and all this other little stuff. And I mean, it it it, it poured out on my family. You know what I'm saying? And and my mom felt it too. You know, even to the point where I. You know, I fought her husband a couple of times just Man. because I, I just had, you know, in mind, I'm like 15. You're not being a good stepson. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> chill. I, like, I was not, like, man, like, I think about the stuff I did and I'm like, man, I'm yeah. just ashamed of it now that yeah. I'm older. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. I understand that, man. Um, when did, so, when did you, like, start, like, how did you come to know the Lord? Like, was it a process leading up to it? Like, a lot of things um, that end up, Putting you in that path, cause I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't remember like you coming to church. I just looked up and it was like, <laughs> like Richard Beer. I'm like, how long? Yeah. Richard been <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the first time I went to jail, that really just kind of. How old was you when that happened? I was 18. 18, okay. Yeah, I was 18. First time I went to jail, uh, I got kicked at my mom's house. I was homeless for a couple of days. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Without no food, no water. Life hitting you fast early. Oh, man. Well, see, I had dropped out of high school. Like, I never made it past the 10th grade. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? So, I had, I dropped out of high school. You know, I'm out here doing everything that I just think I know how to do because, you know, life had kind of got tough for us at that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, really tough. You know, financially, you know, I remember one time we went, like, 
almost a week and a half with no electricity and no water. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we bro. was like taking two liter Pepsi powder bottles and filling up with our neighbor's water and pouring them down the toilet so we could use the bathroom, you know what I'm saying, or, or bathing and stuff like that, or putting up our little phone charges on people's porch in the middle of the night yeah, yeah. so they won't know that we there. And so, you know, that's when I started selling drugs, you know, and my mom, she had found it one time. She was just like, I'm not finna have this in my house. And I stopped her before she flushed it, and she told me, well, you got a decision. Either I'm gonna flush these drugs or you gonna get out. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I'm that rebellious son. So I, I, I was like, well, I'll take my stuff and go. Cause I, I always had that mindset, like, I don't know, I don't care where you put me. I'm going I'm to do what I need to do. Yeah. And so, like I said, I was homeless. Man, I got real, real low on money. My, one of my partners I used to hang out with was a, a robber. I never I never liked to steal from people. Yeah. I thought it was below. But that time when you hungry, you ain't eating in a couple of days, yeah, and you been yeah. throwing the water. Yeah, right, I've been yeah. sleeping in the back of people's cars and stuff like that. Ain't got nowhere to sleep. So you and, trying to figure out how you can survive. I get it. Yeah, and end up going to jail. End up catching a charge, uh, third degree burglary of a habitat. And I was sitting there. And I'm gonna tell you what, man, I don't care what nobody say. People be acting tough, you going to jail. Bro, I'm I'm I was scared, bro. I literally was talking to bro. somebody about that on the phone. I'll tell you later, but I was literally talking to somebody on the phone. I was like, it's easy because we was talking about hell. And they was like, I'm not afraid to go to hell. And never I was been like, there. I like you had never been. I like that just, and I gave that exact analogy. I was like, it's easy for people to act tough until they actually go to prison. Like you the God like they act tough. Until they actually get there, and then they like, Bro, it's a whole different situation. Oh, it's a whole different situation because you got dudes in there that's been about this life for the past two decades, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, I just remember, you know, I wish that you've been honest about it. you. Was like, well, I Oh, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, I'm like, no, like, yeah, I, I knew right then and there, like, cause I spent a couple of days before I got bailed out, and once we had got the loose steric, it was a dude, he had to be like six, five, six, six. <laughs> Like 350 pounds, <laughs> like the Paul Bunyan, and I'm just 18 years old, just sitting here, man, just like man, thinking about my life. I'm like, man, I'm finna ruin my life. I'm finna be gone. Yeah. And I'm just chilling in my thoughts, and this dude just look at me, talking about, hey, you fight. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm like, no, but I'm like, you know what, you know. But when I got bailed out of that situation. Thank God for my granddad. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that that was the one that's always been praying for me. I I know he has been. And when I got out of jail, he, you know, he called me. You know, I was sitting at my at my mom's house. You know, she let me come back. You know, she told me how to stop a lot of stuff and she was gonna provoke my bail. And that that's that's what really kind of changed me a little bit. Yeah. You know, so I, I started thinking about my environment that I was in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a lot of my partners, you know, the music I was listening to. Yeah, yeah. Because that stuff do play a it major effect. Play, it play a major it, effect. It does. A huge effect. And he told me, grandson, you need to be saved. And I was like, well, what I got to do? Yeah. And I had jailhouse salvation. Yeah. You were saved while you was in jail? <laughs> no. No. I, I was like, and, and you got to remember this. He only told me I had to be saved, you know, so I just started reading my Bible. But right. I did it to the effect so I don't have to go back to jail because remind you, I still got a pending case. Right, it can right. go anyway. Like I could have a felony on my record or whatever the case may be. Right. But I stayed at home. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Right. And plus my mama told me that she was gonna provoke my bail. And I was like, man, I'm not going back to jail. Right. 
and I started reading my Bible, started praying. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have an understanding of the Bible, but I knew that Jesus was real. Right. Because one day I came to my bail bondsman because I was out on bail. I had to report every week. And I went down there to him. I said, man, when is my court date? And he said, man, to be honest, I don't see you in the record. I'm like, hold on, bro. <laughs> I done spent almost a whole week in jail fighting this case. Got to check in with you almost every week. What are you talking about? He said, well, go to uh, Lou Steric, uh Well, go to the, uh, the courthouse to see if they got a date for you. And I went over there, and she was punching in stuff. And she's like, son, are you sure you've been here? I don't see you ever being in our records. I'm like, hold on. I'm like, something ain't right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, something, something ain't going on. And it was crazy. I went back to him and he said, bro, I don't have you in my record. And for some odd reason, I remember I got in the back of my mama's suburban. And I remember reading a portion of the Bible where Jesus had told uh, Peter mm-hmm. that you would deny me after the third, you know, when the rooster crow. Yeah. And it kind of lined up for me. Like, I got three no's yeah. that told me my system is clear. And I busted out crying right then and there. And I knew Jesus done something for me. Yeah. Because my partner got hit. You know, he had to go to the military, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. So, what point did you, so I know now it's kind of like God is kind of working on you, right? Mm-hmm. At what point did you, like, did he really start and you started being like, man, this, I just can't. Cause I know you said jailhouse salvation. Did you, When you got out, did you go back to, like, the same old thing? Or did you just. Yeah. Did you change your life a little bit? I changed it, but I was still selling drugs, still yeah. doing everything ungodly, because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to live for God. Right. I had, you know, you reading, your, and that's why I think it's so important that you find, you know, uh, I think Jeremiah 3 said that the Lord will give you pastors after his own heart. Right. Because you need someone who is well-equipped in the Word of God. Right. Someone who is an example of how to live the Word of God, to teach you the Word of God, because if you just at home being your own <laughs> member, pastor, <laughs> deacon... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gonna have a bad understanding because you don't you don't know what you. I, I think Brother Black said it. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you need somebody who do know who could teach you, man. So I went back. You doing so? What time? At what point did? Because I always think about it too. Like you look back, man. You don't realize it, but you like, man, God was like ordering my stuff. Like yeah. you know, He put me in a, a position yeah. to where I could live, at least make a real decision to live for Him. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Do you now looking back? Do you know all those? Can you pinpoint all those things oh, yeah. that start happening for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, it first started when my grandmother asked me to stop selling drugs because my little brother was starting to do it, mm-hmm. and so I stopped doing that and I started changing. That reminded after this time I didn't backslid. Yeah, like you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I remember the whole occasion, what I said to God and everything because I was upset. But now I'm in a place to where things are changing and I and I want to change. She said you was like, hold on. I want I, I want to stop you. You said you was upset with God. You remember what you said with God. Is it something you can share? Oh, yeah. I don't mind sharing it. Uh, so, remind you, you know, if you live for God, you know, there's a requirement and a standard that he's, you know, that you that you have to do. Now, great, granted, you can't be saved by works. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I like the way the guy said it. You know, faith is the root of salvation, but works is the fruit of salvation. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're not saying you saved by works. Yeah. It's saved by faith and grace. But once you get saved, there should be a life. And I didn't have that life. And I remember on a Monday, I lost my car. Mm-hmm. On a Wednesday, I lost my... This is in the same week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monday, I lost my car. Wednesday, I lost my job. And on Friday, I had to unroll from my mechanic school. I ain't trying to one-up you, but I lost my car and my job at the same day. Bro, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was saved, so I was just right, telling. But. Right, right. <laughs> but, but my understanding at that point in time was... 
the way you knew that God was with you is because you you had things. Mm, you know that, what I'm saying? That's that's not it at all. That's not it at all. <laughs> that's not it at all. And that's why you see so many people kind of failing now because you know that's that's what they hang their faith up on. And I remember looking in the mirror because Roger, I've been trying to do better. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I, I say, Lord, you gonna do me like this, man? <laughs> like I'm so I remember looking in the mirror. I said, I said, man, you gonna do me like this? It's something I've been studying. You said that. It's something I recently been studying because I can say it now. Cause I'm gonna end up doing a, a series on the life of Jesus, mm. and I was studying the temptation, and that's part of what the devil wants yep. to get to you to think. Uh, it's because he wants to get you outside of the will of God. Yep. So he wants you to think that God doesn't love you, or if you're a child of God, why are you dealing with? Right. God? But I'm safe for the other podcast. No, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, and, and that's why, I, like, I've been me and my granddad have been studying the Book of Job, kind of on that part, but. Long story short, I went back, started doing what I was doing. You know, now fast forward like a couple of years later, you know, I'm in a, a unhealthy relationship. You, you know what I'm saying? A real bad relationship. You know, I stopped selling drugs. I'm trying to change my life, but I'm still struggling. And I remember this guy at my job when I was working at Cold Warehouse. Uh-huh. I guess he was a, you know, a, an assistant pastor or something. And I was like, man, I need to go back to church. Cause like I knew Jesus like after, like after you experience you know the Lord clearing your record it's just something and then I would have a lot of dreams yeah. you know I used to have some very very scary dreams like yeah. you know and that stuff would always bother me yeah you know what I'm saying and so I was like man I need to go back to church and so I I went back to church still in a bad relationship still doing everything that I know I wasn't supposed to be doing but one day I was at that church. And I remember I really wanted to change. I mean, I was really crying out to God. And something happened to me. Yeah. Now, my my lips was gibbering and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, I ain't never heard of nothing. Like, and I'm not saying that's what it was, exactly what it was, but something happened to me. And I was scared. You know, I thought witchcraft. You know, I heard some type of tongue. I never heard of nobody speaking in tongues. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, Grandpa, I don't know what's going on. Like, yo, I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, no. And you know they didn't talk about that at at, at the church I was going yeah, so to. You, you have an understanding, of right? I didn't have an understanding of what happened. Yeah, but it was something changed because now I started reading my Bible on my own, and it, it's just so crazy how God worked because now I don't feel comfortable in sin. I'm talking, about, bro. I will feel like I was dying on the inside, like yeah. straight up. And we had like this prayer call. And I never told Elder Fred Thibodeau this, but uh, one time they had invited him on the prayer call. Oh, okay. And he was talking about living holy. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about Romans 12 and 1, uh, you know, being not conformed to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And he was talking about living holy. I'm like, well, man, what? He was talking about not sinning. I'm like, well, dang, I, I be feeling this. And so I started asking the elders at the church. I'm like, bro, why I feel like this? He's like, man, it's all right, man. You know, that it, it'll pass. Well, I said, no, nah, bro, something don't feel right. <laughs> something doesn't feel right, you know, and they couldn't answer my questions, you know. So stuff started changing at that time. That's the way it started doing. So how did you end up to where you knew what was going on? Did somebody come witness to you or was it just that? Yeah, somebody witnessed to me. I was selling cars. Who was it? Was somebody going there now? Uh well no, this is another church uh called Refugee Temple. Okay, okay. And they're a holy yeah, yeah, minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I love them to death still, yeah. you know, still reach out to my bro. And uh and, and a barber. It was a Holy Ghost filled barber. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy how God worked it, man. So I was I had all these questions. I read that book by J.I. Packer, Knowing God. Oh yeah. You know, right yeah, now. that was like <laughs> and I was reading, I'm like, man, he's talking about there's a way that you gotta live for God. Yeah. 
and they wasn't teaching it at my church, so I started seeking it. And I asked this lady that came to I, I was selling her son a car. She had a skirt, no makeup on. Yeah. I mean, you could just tell something, something was, was different right? about this woman here. Like she just had a life that was like, oh, she knows something I don't know. Right. So I asked her about the situation. I talked to her about the situation with the tongue thing. Cause like I said, ain't nobody tell me about it. Yeah. She said, oh baby, that's the Holy Ghost. That's that's what you need, baby. That's what you need. <laughs> I said, what? The Holy Ghost? What is this? And you know, and she started talking to me about it, and she invited me out to their church, and brother Ken Smith. Uh, Kenneth Smith, man, I love that brother to this day. Uh, he was the first young man to ever tell me, uh, first John 3 and 8, he mm. was seeing his other devil. Mm. And I ain't never heard that. Like, oh, they no, bro, they never talked about that at the church. I was like, oh, Lord. Well, I, was get, like, I don't mean to be like that. Yeah, yeah but it was the truth. And, and that's one thing that I always told myself when I came back that I'm gonna keep it real with God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And His word is real. You can't you can't shake what the words say. Right. And so I felt convicted by that. I was like, ooh. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of tough. Like you know what I'm saying? But I was still straddling the fence though. You yeah. Know? So what 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 ended up pulling you on the way in? You said you were straddling the fence. So I wonder what like what what was like the breaking point? I was sitting in the jail cell again. Yeah, again. Uh huh. At Urban Police Department. Because uh, I actually came and visited y'all church a couple of times. Because okay. it's, it's just so crazy. I got this Patrick Wright witness to me. He said, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Jose Eurista witness to me. And, and me and him all got in a battle uh, over lunch because I said, man, I said, man, we all going to sin. And he said, nah, bro, you can live a life without sin. <laughs> I was like, what? He said, yeah. You say, bro, you can live a life without sin. And I remember I came and heard Pastor John Halton oh, at man. one time. Uh, I used to watch y'all on YouTube. And so I'm conflicting my, and that's the, and that's the why I don't really nowadays listen to too many other preachers and stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah. that, because you don't want to get yourself mixed up because some people have a misunderstanding of the word and try to indoctrinate you with that. And if you found the truth, you know you want to hold on to that. So full I'm gospel, good stick with it, that's right? Like, exactly, bro. <laughs> y'all preaching the truth, but then I'm going back to this church that's telling me I can still do whatever I wanted to do. Like, well, that, it, something ain't right. Something right ain't there. right. And so, like I said, I just found myself back in jail over a stupid charge in the Urban Police Department, and I remember the whole scenario. Like, I just felt like God was whooping me at that time. Like mm -hmm. I was smelling this nasty, dirty cot, smell like socks and sweat. <laughs> And I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like this? I'm like, bro, I've been going to church. Like, this ain't it. Yeah. And I remember I came to Full Gospel Holy Temple that, because I had came to visit y'all, and I came back, and they took me to Sister Pullins. And, like, I never told her this, but as soon as I heard her voice, I felt like a weight came off my shoulder. Yeah. And I said, this is where so, I need to be. Such a sweet lady. She is, bro. She <laughs> is. She is. <laughs> Very enthusiastic. Yeah, she is. Yeah. But that's why you need to, you need that. Somebody is like... Just showing the joy of the Lord, cause like you never know. That's what a person. Cause this is me. I don't know. I will get to it in a second. I'll let you finish, and then I'll tell you what I was gonna say. But you said you came. Was that the day you got saved? The same day, or was it just like you had to come back? I I, I definitely needed to come back because my mind had been polluted mm. of the other understanding of God. Yeah, and that's why Jesus said, "Take my yoke upon you and learn of me." Yeah, there were some things I needed to learn. Mm -hmm. But I went through something, and I, I learned it. Yeah. Because I found out, you know, and it's so crazy. When I found out the truth, people, some people I ain't heard from since middle school called me, telling me, man, watch out for that church, man. You know, I tried to, yeah. I was like, what? I was like, brother, I ain't heard from you in I don't know how long, but as soon as I, bro, yeah. 
As soon as I say I'm going to full gospel holy temple, this joker give me a call. So I'm like, yeah, you know they, you know, you just just be just be watchful. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah, that's how the devil do. Like people, I've heard other people say, like people I ain't talked to in years, all of years. a sudden calling me, and you're like, I bet where you coming from? I ain't so heard you, from you. To me, that's like you can see like the enemy trying to pull keep you from something. Oh, yeah. right oh, at yeah. that point. Oh, so yeah. what what day what was like? When did you get saved? Do you remember? Uh, it was later on in that year uh-huh. when what I got. Year was this? This is 2016. Okay, okay. 2016, yeah. Later on that year, I kind of uh, right before the men's retreat. That was the first men's retreat I went to, and I was going through something because I know the Lord was dealing with me about something that I had done. Yeah. And I was battling in my dreams. Yeah. And like I said, everybody get dealt with other ways, but for me, and I just remember one night I said, you know. Cause I was working at Winco, mm-hmm. and I was stacking the peanut butter and jelly on the aisle, mm-hmm. and I used to work at night. Yeah, and I I just remember feeling, you know, I wanted to give it all to God, and I gave Him my promise right yeah. there, stacking peanut butter and jelly, and I told Him I won't I won't go back. Yeah, and I was hold on to that. Yeah, and you came. Did you get the Holy Ghost? Oh yeah, and, and, on the peanut butter and jelly aisle. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, wherever he see a sincere heart, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll, he'll deliver, man. You yeah, know. Like, I got to take a break real quick. Man, <laughs> and, you know, yeah, he came through. So when you, so then when you, when you did get the Holy Ghost and you knew what it was for real, what did it feel like? I was asking people that because everybody have the, oh, the walls look new. Like, you know what I mean? I like, but everybody's different. Like for me, I remember it was specifically just like, I needed peace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what. It felt that's what I felt the most, the for peace me, that it gave. For me, it was the power. Yeah. Because I was bound by something. Yeah. And the fact that I did, I wasn't doing it no more. Yeah. And 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 when I would tell people who grew up with me, you know, they see me. You, I said, "Oh man, you can go this long without that." And I, you know, you can go. Yeah. They're like, "What? You did? It? No, I didn't do that. The Holy Ghost did that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually felt that strength that kept me from sinning. Yeah. And I thought that was the most beautifulest thing because there was something that you know I was bound by that I didn't think yeah. no man would be able to hold front, yeah, yeah, hold yeah, fast yeah. from. But when I saw that I could through the power of God, it was like, bro, this is real. Right. This is real deal, holy field power. Like you know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah. ain't no way in the world I could do this. Like you yeah. know. So that's what it was for me. It was power, man. That's blessing, man. Uh, the um, so I was like talk about too. Like you know, we get saved and. Um, like you said earlier, like we get saved and now we are uh, living for God, and we under now you should have you have an understanding because you're going to full gospel, right? Yes, so you sir. understand, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, thank God for our leaders because they teach, yes, they actually teach it, right? Yeah. They teach yeah. us what we need, not just the leaders too. Like we have good elders that can teach us. Too, I was just about to say that too. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we actually know, like, hey, it ain't just. It don't stop here. Actually, a fight really starts now because the devil wants to pull you back. Uh, any trial or something that you've experienced, maybe not, you know, you gotta give a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe, it may be more than one, it may be one that you face since you've been saved. Um, you know, how did you overcome them? You know, with this, uh, you know, what did you deal with in that moment? Because I like to let people know, like, man, like, hey, the devil's gonna come too because yeah, he wants sure. you back. You know what I mean? But do you remember, like, the first time you like, man, this is a trial, trial. Like, this is real. <laughs> like, because <laughs> it happens, right? Yeah, you know? they do happen, man. Yeah. Uh, you have anything like that? Yeah. Uh, I had went through a, a heavy trial in my marriage. Yeah. 
You know, it was real, man. You talking about shook me to the core. Yeah. Um, you know, it it, it rocked me. Yeah. And I, I remember, man. Man, that was tough. That was real tough, man. That was a that was a tough trial to go through. But I thank God for it because uh, what He has showed me. And I think I had wrote it down because I had to make sure. <laughs> you want to get it right? No, no, just the scripture because the scripture. like I always held on to this scripture now. Okay, yeah, I love I love when people have the scripture that they stood on. Yeah, it's important yeah. that we stand on the word. Oh, God. absolutely. Our rough, our rough situations. Right. No, no. And it was Proverbs 19 and 21 mm-hmm. because at that time I was I was so embarrassed by what I was going through. Yeah. And another thing that I found out that the enemy would try to do, uh, he'll try to have you go talk to people mm-hmm. instead of you actually turning to God. Like, yeah. that was something I had to learn. Like, you know, before you talk with people about your situation, which you should definitely pray and see God first. Yeah. And if God laid on your heart to talk, he'll put someone on your mind. It's just like something I'm going through now. And he put a specific person that keeps coming on my mind yeah. who I need to talk to. But it was Proverbs 19, 21. Many devices is in a man's heart. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. And, and basically what that means is, you know, everybody has an opinion, a thought about something. But it may not be for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like Joe's friends, Bill Dad and all them, they had some 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 thoughts, but it wasn't the right thoughts, you yeah. know what I'm saying, for yeah. Joe. None of them. None of them. <laughs> Joe was like, I need help, Lord. Yeah. I know I know why they think it like they think, because I would if it was them, I would have thought like this. <laughs> but yeah. it's 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 rough. So I mean, yeah. I like I mean I like that scripture. You said because but the counsel of God It stands. It's the it's a sure foundation. Man, and it put me on my knees. And every time I would think of that scripture and I would feel, you know, the weight of that trial, instead of calling someone, I remember time I wanted to call my pastor, I wanted to call my mentors. But instead, that scripture would always ring in my ears and I would fall on my knees and pray and I'd get yeah. up. I, I remember it was times when I was reading my Bible, First Corinthians chapter number 13. Yeah. Crying. I'm yeah. talking about tears just welling in my Bible because of the, what I'm going through. It was just so tough, but right. the word, that, that, that's what kept me, man. That's good, man. I, I think, I, I like the part you just said in there, too. You said that uh, you would go to your knees. I think a lot of times when people start going through, they forget to go to their knees, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, to be honest, we start going through something, we want to get out of it. Like, hey, as quickly hey, as possible. Hey, immediately. Like, oh, all right, Lord, like, fix this. Today. Right now. <laughs> Right now, Lord. Lord, Lord, you pray. You like, oh, I prayed at eight. Lord, I'm still, I'm still in. You go to bed, wake up, like, oh, it's still here. Yeah. yeah. So we forget, like, over time, to continue to pray, right? Like, continue to seek the God, seek God, and continue to stay on our knees, and mm-hmm. just continue to like do that. So I like the fact that you said, like, you know, it drove me to my knees, like the scripture, like seeking godly counsel, and then again, God will tell you who to go to to yep. talk with. He'll give you the right person. He'll give you that person to go to to get that godly wisdom, that yep. godly counseling, that'll lead you, you know, in the right way. So, and he did. Yeah. So that's good. Any any songs? I like to ask people when they experience that that hardest trial, man. Like <laughs> we stand on the word, but sometimes man, you just like this song was hugging me while I was going through my situation. You have any songs or something like that? Yeah, it was this song. Uh, I don't really know the 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 name of the artist, but it was like uh, I raise a hallelujah. In the presence of my enemies. Oh Yeah, it's like I raise a hallelujah. You know, I can't sing y'all. So, you know, <laughs> I leave that to the, I leave that to the wife. I leave it. <laughs> but it's like I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. Yeah. 
And I felt like that trial I was going through because one thing I learned about when you go through trials and when you're tested, the enemy would love to persuade you to back. Like he throws the opportunities yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to to leave God. Like you thought it was when you just in the in in the on the mountaintop. When you going through the valley, they like left and right. Yeah, you know, so you got to yeah, definitely yeah. stay guard up. But that song right there, man. Every time I would feel that pain or that weight. Like, I'd be in my car, hallelujah, like, just, like, hollering, like, hallelujah, like, I'm going to to the point where my voice would be breaking, like, yeah. like, I'm like, man, my voice too deep for trying to sing this loud, yeah. but, you know, it was just something that gave me strength to keep on fighting because, you know, it, it, it just it just kept me fighting, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, any, uh, that you've been saved, just coming five years now, it'll be five years this year, right? Yep. Any, like, spiritual heroes that you've had? Uh, so far, like anybody that's just been like, just that, at least a spiritual hero or a spiritual friend that's just been there to encourage you throughout the process. My heroes, I got three. Uh-huh. Maybe in four. I'm say four. I'm gonna say four. Right. Apostle Herman Murray. Oh yeah, that is, that's that's a, See, that's a given. That's a given. But the fact that you know he, you know he, he's a real man of God. Like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. and. He don't count for nobody. Like, just yeah, straight yeah. up. So, I, I respect that about him. Right. Brother Mike Walton. Oh, that's a good one. Man, Brother Mike Walton has been a, a, a pillar in my life that, you know, he, he wouldn't even understand. Yeah, I don't think sometimes he realized, like, how helpful and how, like, how much of, like, he's needed. I would, I, I would definitely agree. Like, you know, he just don't know the impact that he had on my life. Uh, Elder Judah Beck. Oh, man, that's my. That's my mentor. Elder Judah, like, <laughs> Beck, that's, man, I love that dude. He, you yeah, know, he, I admit, that, I, I consider him like family, family. Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't say much, but him and Sister Beck, they've been a blessing to me and my wife. And, yeah, I, I honestly believe if if it wasn't for Judah Beck, I probably wouldn't be safe still. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too God. Like, when you said pray. Yeah. And God has sent you to. God, I prayed. That's what happened God, to me. And God told me to go to him. That's exactly what happened to me, and man. And so, I really believe, like, I needed him. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to, for him to, like, if it wasn't, he helped me through my, my first few years. Mm. And I believe that's why I'm still saved today. Oh, man, like, that's a blessing. Almost 15 years now, I think. 12, 13, somewhere in there. I don't know. It's somewhere between 12 and 15. I lose count. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I think that's that, that's a blessing, and that, that speaks of his relationship with God because yeah. I, I prayed, and that's who God led me to. Yeah. I was Elder Judah Beck, you know. You know how to deal with us hard-headed people. Bro. I guess, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if, it, if, if it's his laid-back way he be talking about. Yeah, because like, I'm laid-back, like, too. Yeah, because so. you know how, how Elder Beck be like, well, you know, uh, you really just want. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, man, this dude talk like a pop, so I'm like, I, I can respect that. Yeah. Uh, and Sister Ava Carter. Um, okay. Uh, I, I worked in ministry with her, and she has taught me a lot about ministry, uh, you know, that some people haven't taught me, so I appreciate God for her ministry. Yeah, that's a blessing. Any, any, anything that one of them, it could be, or even your grandparents. We talked about your granddaddy too. Uh, has has taught you, you know. Uh, you like, man, that's everybody needs to know that. Like that's, you know, what I mean, I'm getting this personal wisdom. Everybody should have heard that. Like any, like maybe one thing, and it may be more than one. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have mentors, and they are they can share different experiences with you. So, or at least. Something good, like some things. I, I'm a so I give it like this. So I remember I've worked with Judah too, like okay. ministry too, and hands down, 
probably the best friends I've ever heard witness in my life. Oh, wow. he's so lit. He's so laid back. Wisdom, man. Yeah, and so he's just one of those people. And I remember this time, man. We were out and witnessing, and we were getting ready to leave. And this guy came up because he had heard him preach, and he just kept like staying on his case. Just like Judas, we just trying to set up our stuff. And dude, we just like we're not saying anything. And the guy just, oh, I heard you say this, but you can do this. He's just trying to argue. And so Judas, he's so laid back, so he doesn't get rattled, <laughs> man. So cool I'm just it. like, I'm just listening. I ain't saying nothing. And he was just like, well, brother, I ain't the one you got to convince. He's trying to convince, you know, he's trying to convince Judas. Like, I'm yeah. right. I'm right doing whatever I want to do. And uh, Judas was just like, I'm not the one you got to convince. And the guy, it was just like a mic drop moment. So I looked at the guy's face, and I was just like, and on the inside, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was just like, I had to keep up composure, yeah, but I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, <laughs> and you can just see the guy's face just drop. He's like, you're trying to argue with me, but I don't have a heaven. Go ahead to put you in, yo. And like you, the, the word of God says this, and he, but that one little phrase I saw just changed the whole situation. And you can just see the man walk away, just like you can see his brain mm. just thinking. And yeah. I was like, I've always stuck that. That's just one thing that stuck with me. Just like somebody's trying, I'm trying to witness somebody and they're trying to argue with the word. I'm just like, hey, man, like, it's not me you got to convince. Like, yeah. You got to yeah. convince God. Yeah. You know, that you're right, not me. So. No, I agree. Uh, that, that takes a lot of wisdom for that. I would say uh, it's two sides for me. You know, my granddad, you know, one of his favorite scriptures in the Bible. Uh, it talks about how the serpent was the most subtle beast mm-hmm. of them all. Mm-hmm. And I, I always wonder why he always loved that scripture so much. And the reason why he always tell me that is to always be prayerful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my granddaddy, before he even talked to people, like he'd pray, Lord, give me a mouth to, to, to speak what you say and not a, not a mouth hey, that'll give the, granddad, I like you. All right, right <laughs> to, to, to give the enemy any, any leeway in the conversation. Yeah. And, you know, me and my granddad, you know, talk about marriage. But it just, my granddad is just a strong advocate of prayer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, and prayer does work. And it's not just a, you know, and sometimes you got to get on them prayer like, Lord, I need this. But most of all, it's the prayer that, Lord, keep me walking up right before you. Keep yeah. my mind because it's it's an ever-going battle. And, yeah. and the other one would be a mentor I had that wasn't necessarily spiritually but these words always stuck with me. And it's not just about finances, but it's in every area of our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, because these two guys, they were from Mississippi. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They worked their way up where they, you know, managers at Park Place dealership. And he told me, he said, hey, man, you never have to play the cards that you dealt in life. Yeah. Don't let people tell you that. Yeah. Never let people tell you that you got to, that the life that you give, that you've gotten, is that has to always be for you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that. So that's true too. That's true spiritual. That's why Jesus came to give me a new life. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's really good, man. So uh, before we get out of here, any any thought? I know I asked like any scriptures, but like any thoughts you would like to leave to the listeners and why? Man, let's just be prayerful, you know, and and exhort one another. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that means encourage each other because you know. I see so many people are, I don't know, and I, I, I talked about it the other day, and I was like, Lord, please let me not, you know, get out the way, but so many people are really dividing themselves amongst the body of Christ because of political opinions, mm-hmm. and I really hate that because it's like, 
why are we slandering each other? You know what I'm saying? People who outside the church look at us, and we doing this stuff on social media. Right. So everybody can see it, and they look at us like, I know. Y'all can't get along. I can't. Why would I get into that? Exactly. And I can see that, too, coming from, like, like you said, like, you probably come from your past, right? You probably saw a lot of, like, people taking sides and clicks and games. Oh, yeah. And so when you get into law, you're like, man, I... Like this just reminds me of how it was before. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and 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 it made you want to be, you know, solo dolo. But I would just say, man, let's just keep each other encouraged. You know, keep each other lifted up, man. You know, I know the pandemic is real, but it it don't take nothing to give your brother a call. You know, mm-hmm. tell him that you love him, that you're praying for him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and and even if they do got a political opinion. It's politics. It's nothing serious. Like you this know, ain't my home nowhere. This ain't my home, no, bro. The president is not my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This ain't my home. We ambassadors. You know what I'm saying? One thing so I love that I heard the pastor say recently was like, um, "We should live above that." Exactly. So that's how I, I mean. That's kind of how I've always felt about it. You know, I'm not big like political talk or anything like that, but. I just try to live above that. I try to live where God wants me to live. So. I mean, well, I like politics, you know, but it's just I'm not finna allow it to come between me and my brother, and I'm definitely not allowed it to come uh, attached with the word of God. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be it, – it, it just – Yeah, it. like it goes back to your original point. In order to, you know, spend off all that, we got to stay prideful. Yeah. So if we stay prideful, everything will fall in place. That's but it. I appreciate you coming by, man. I did get you something for coming by. I appreciate you having uh, me, bro. No problem, man. Hopefully, we know we can do it again. You know, we oh, got yeah, a good group of friends, man. so maybe we can do something about yes, being sir. brothers and godly friends oh, to yeah. each other. So, uh, hopefully, I can about have you faith. by. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, too, man. I appreciate the shirt, man. No problem, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.